Hey guys, Vince Tedesco here, producer of Inside Jokes. Many heard this week of the passing of Norm MacDonald. It was a crazy outpour on social media with tons of condolences, posts, pictures, his sketches from Saturday Night Live, the weekend update, his stand-up clips, and obviously the many, many talk show appearances he was on. He was an awkward kind of guy, but everybody just seemed to love him. Always in on the joke, always kind of just breaking that fourth wall of comedy. Norm MacDonald was one in a million. Many were heartbroken to hear the news. It actually broke two hours after we recorded this week's episode. But we here at Inside Jokes will obviously do a full dedication next week. But we wanted to dedicate this week's show to the one and only Canadian icon, comedy icon, and now comedy legend, Norm MacDonald or better known as Turn Ferguson. Hey, hey, uh, check out the podium, look at this. Mr. Reynolds has apparently changed his name to Turd Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Turd Ferguson, it's a funny name. Turd, this one's for you. It's another Sunday night in comedy, a new season of radio, and tonight we're taking a little chill pill. We're checking in with three West Coast comics with a cause that brought them all to the stage, I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. I think through COVID, we have a new era of comedy, so this is a new wave of comedy. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to an all-new Inside Jokes, baby, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course... Coast to coast, Canada-wide on the Global News Radio Network. We are flipping it over to the West Coast again tonight. It is all Vancouver. We're talking comedy with a bit of a cause. It's a little bit of chill therapy for you tonight. We got Vince Tedesco, our producer, on the line. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Very it's very. Uh, we have a very, I don't know, maybe we need this going into a new season on the air, going into fall, coming out of summer, coming out of this insane COVID year 1.5 Maybe we need a little chill pill tonight, Vince. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of liking the lineup we got going on. And you know what? We give a lot of love to the West Coast, but th- these are all three people who, well, I mean, one's been on before, but, you know, new talent, new faces, new comics coming to the airwaves. I love it. New concepts. It's a show with a cause. And uh, yeah, you know, we got some happy music. The, the show has good vibes about it, Vince. It's time for a little comedy unwind tonight right here on inside jokes we got a panel of three all from vancouver we're going to find out all about chill pill comedy brought to you of course by our good friends at hakeem optical helping you stand six feet away from everyone you know and love how about that (laughs) pretty soon those covid slogans will be over we think we hope but anyways like i was saying to our producer vince we have a very sort of chill relaxed comedy panel tonight it's all about bringing together comedy and awareness and activism into a way that's sort of something new and exciting on the stage and relatable for people we have tally perry on the line right now out in vancouver the creator and host behind chill pill comedy so tally and i'm gonna keep on saying your name by the way so listeners tuning in are like tyler perry what what's going on um I'm sure you get it all the time, but we wanted to pick your brain on what the whole, because I know this is something near and dear to you, what the whole concept behind chill pill comedy was and how this whole thing sort of came together. Okay, so um, 
obviously we have a lot of talented comedians here, but there's just not enough stage time. We've got great shows, but um, Yuck Yucks and Comedy Mix are gone. So we have House of Comedy in New West, um, which is kind of far for people that live downtown. But as a comedian, you have to be willing to, you know, make the trip. Um, but yeah, there's just not enough stage time for all the comics. And I just kind of wanted to tackle producing. I grew up with a severe case of ADHD, which made me feel like I could never get anything done. And instead of just doing one show, I decided that I'm insane and I'm gonna do one night with two shows, with two separate lineups so that I could give um, stage time to like 14 comedians in one night. So basically what I wanna do is I wanna do a show that's a collaboration. I'm giving jobs to uh, photographers, videographers, a DJ, door people, we've got a huge staff and um, we've decided to now do it twice a month because like I said, I'm absolutely insane. And <laughs> we, wanted, we wanted to kind of bring like an LA or New York vibe to it, just like make it really big and explosive. And that's the feedback we got. So we're very excited. And you're really doing, you really are doing this whole thing. You're treating it like a club or even like a one-off festival. You're really making an event. You're really doing it gala style. It is interesting too. I mean, we know of course so much has changed in the world of comedy the last two years during the pandemic, especially, but Vancouver in general, I mean, we've always really kept tabs on what's going on out West and the scene out there has really been exploding the last few years. I mean, you have 604 records and comedy here often cranking out album after album after album and podcasts and live streams and stage shows. Like you say, I mean, the club work sort of closed down and moved around out there, even, even really pre pandemic. Do you think Vancouver's sort of going through this, like, indie boom right now where it's really a lot of independent creators and comics just creating everything out there right now that is the only way we can perform we have to rely on indie bookers and there are some uh producers and bookers that aren't comedians or aren't currently um working on on that um but a lot of the producers are also comedians like myself and it's really difficult to juggle producing and trying to book stage time and getting everything done it's a lot of work but i mean there are there are quite a few shows but again there's just too many comedians do you find that this show is a good way to sort of channel that energy that you have this sort of frenetic energy that you have and and focus on cuz comedy's a weird i feel like a lot of people who come to the table in comedy it's in a way because they want to work something out on stage. So, I mean, you talk about this show came from your own struggles with ADHD and trying to find out how to work with that and make that sort of an ability for you more than anything and sort of channel that. A lot of comics do that. They bring sort of their own eccentricities or their own struggles or whatever the case may be. They bring that to the table and bring that into their comedy, which is great when you're on stage. But I mean, as a producer though, that's a whole different animal. I mean, for anybody out there, who's ever produced a live show that like hour before the seats start to fill up is the most nerve wracking thing on the planet. And that never really changes. So have you found that that sort of gives you in a way, a sort of new perspective in doing that? So with chill pill, um, we have, we have some clips and pictures up right now, but we have a rap video and a website being made. Um, through Chill Pill, I realized that I'm extremely detail-oriented, which is not something I ever would have said about myself growing up. 
And it's I've kind of, like you said, I've put my own twist into it. So instead of just having to choose one thing and making it easy, I've really made it my own. It's kind of like an art show as well. But with Chill Pill, because of how complex it is, I mean, I make the art for it. Um, I work with the DJ, the venue, everybody. Um, it's months sometimes. Like the first show was months of work. So it wasn't even the hour before the show. It was this stress and this work every single day, not even just for myself, but for wanting to, to create um, something for the comedians, like I'm providing resources for them as well. So this has been a great way for me to channel my energy, absolutely. And I think, yeah, especially coming out of a time in a scene like Vancouver, that's sort of in the middle of this change in this rebirth. And of course we're coming out of a, a time period where so much comedy work that's sometimes few and far between to begin with really, of course, dried up. I think another thing that's great about you really making this, cultivating this into such a unique event and sort of making it as large as possible and really, really hyping it up. I think it's great for local audiences too, because I know this certainly happens in, in a hub like Toronto where it's so saturated with open mics and amateur comics and all that, which is, which is great. That's fine. We need those gems in comedy. But you run into a lot of people who, you know, that maybe stumbled into an open mic one night in some bar that they didn't know was happening and they kind of watched it because it was happening in front of them. And that became their perception of live comedy because that's the only live standup they've ever seen. So a lot of independent shows sort of get this bad taste in their mouth because people go, well, no, I saw this open mic and it wasn't great and that's that for me so for you to put a huge event like this together and treat it like a gala audiences in vancouver coming into that are going to go wow okay i had no idea this was happening in this city exactly um we do in vancouver we're pretty woke here i mean and we're pretty sensitive here as well um i i don't have a strict policy but in our city we do kind of have like a safe spaces policy that some of the other producers um, send out in an email to the performers, which is basically, don't be a, don't be a dick, you know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> there are certain things we just don't, we don't say. And coming back to comedy from the pandemic, my last set before the pandemic was February, 2020. And then I got COVID and the world shut down. So when comedy started back up, people were sensitive. It was difficult to, to get a laugh, especially if you have darker stuff. But in our shows, we do give a spot. So we have two shows in one night. I give two spots away to other producers. I give a couple spots to up and comers in the city, but we do mostly have a rotation of pro comics right now. Yeah, um, We do want to work on on giving more stage time to up and comers but people are pretty well behaved in the city for the most part right now yeah and i think you know it, it, it for all the all the people who did miss going out and seeing live comedy plus you you have to think of all the people who started streaming stuff listening to podcasts watching comedy specials again while they were stuck at home during the pandemic there's a whole new wave of audience too that maybe before Going out and seeing stand-up comedy live was not something that occurred to them. It wasn't a way they were spending their evening. So you're getting people coming out now post-pandemic that are going, yeah, I want to check this out. And I think I think people just need that sort of night out again and that energy and they need to be entertained and shut everything off. Because um, it hasn't been a great year. But anyways, that's why Chill Pill <laughs> Comedy is there. That we're, That's what we're here for. Uh, we got a couple of comics that are going to join us after the break from your upcoming show. And we're going to talk about... Uh, 
what's some of the material they're working on and how, how all of this changed their perspective in comedy. We're going to come back with more chill therapy on this Sunday night right here on Inside Jokes. Hey, this is Roddy Colmer. And Jay Brody. And you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes. We're talking chill pill comedy. We've got more chill therapy for you on this Sunday night. We, of course, have Tally Perry out in Vancouver on the line with us, the creator of Chill Pill Comedy, which is coming up live again. Two of the comics on the show. First up, uh, this comic out in Vancouver joined us early, early on in the pandemic, and not a ton has changed except for here at Inside Jokes. We finally figured out how to use zoom all the way into season six we have akeem hoyt charles on the line how you doing man doing well how you doing i'm good i mean i I feel like when we we spoke to you and kenny robinson last season and it was at the beginning of summer it was sort of the height of like wave one of covid i guess and all the the mayhem that was going on at the time it's a bit of a different time now. I mean, comedy, live comedy is coming back. Things are reopening. Independent shows are happening again. Clubs and festivals are reopening. We're not fully there yet, but it's definitely a whole different ball game than it was when we had you on a year ago. Yeah. Well, thank God for that. <laughs> Dying slowly in this world. I think oh, you were on a payphone last time and just the world was on fire. That's what we- <laughs> I was in the yeah, middle Akeem of was, Akeem was in Montreal in the, the show. Black Lives Matter rally. That's and right. now you've moved to Vancouver. How's West Coast life? I'm loving it. It's amazing. The weather's great. The women are pretty. The food is fresh. I live five minutes away from a beach. I'm never going back. Ever. And there's a vibrant scene happening out there. I mean, that's oh, where like that Montreal. It is pretty. Honestly, the scene here is smaller than Montreal. But like it's more cohesive. Like it's like it's it's like as soon as I landed, I was on a show within two hours of me being in the city, and then I've just been doing shows literally four to five times a week for the last year. It's already going to be a year that I've been here, so I'm loving. It. I'm, I'm I can't complain at all. Yeah, right? I think. And now because I moved here, I'm in more and I'm in more demand in one show, which makes absolutely no sense. But I'm loving every second. <laughs> well, and I think that's what we're going to see too, in a way, coming out of this pandemic is new scene building i think that whole you know the mentality in canada used to be get rise to the top of whatever hub you're in you know ottawa Calgary, montreal wherever get your way to toronto get on jfl get a couple of big credits and then go to either new york or la and that was kind of it and i one thing we're seeing especially coming out of the tail end of the pandemic is like we've had comics on from austin texas talking about how that city is blowing up in stand-up there's all these new scenes sort of bursting all over the place. And I mean, Vancouver, especially the last couple of years with, with, it feels like every two weeks we're pumping a new comedy album that's coming out of Vancouver. I mean, it just, it's this comedy machine out there right now. It's sort of like an old school Ottawa that's happening. It's dope. And it's, it's honestly, it's motivating as well, because again, and like, I love Montreal death is my home. I'll always love it. But it's like here, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you see the different tiers in Montreal, right? You see the open micers, you see the people who are just happening to that middle spot. You see the middlers, and then you see the very few headliners that, that are in Montreal. Whereas here, it's there's no in between. It's either you're just starting out, or you're a headliner. That's so, right. And, a lot, and what's great, what's great is, is that the headliners, we're all doing the same shows. So headliners will come, 
you have easy access access to them. You give them, they give you advice, they talk to you, you see how they're moving, how they tell jokes, and how they do stuff. So it's easy to kind of like get better quickly because you have access to those people right away, right? So it's, and the shows are amazing. The shows are the shows that I've done here are just absolutely phenomenal. That's so true. I mean, obviously, you know, it's hard to find silver linings in something that's happened the, the last year and a half. But in a way, for comedy, I mean, one of the weird sort of positives that's kind of happened in a way is. You know, it's that old adage about you can't get new growth without a forest fire, right? It's like, I mean, I shouldn't be talking about forest fires nowadays, <laughs> especially on the West Coast. Too soon. But, too soon, Dan. Too soon. You know, it's sort of like a lot of this stuff closed and a lot of the clubs went on pause and all that. But the positive flip side, in a way, is you're seeing all these indie shows happen like Chill Pill and you're seeing all these new venues spring open and all this. So there's going to be sort of this renewed thing happening. Speaking of West Coast comedy, very excited because we have another first-time guest on Inside Jokes. We've got Nancy Ho out in Vancouver. Uh, Nancy, one thing I really wanted to pick your brain on, especially on the panel, I mean, and for those at home who obviously can't see you, we're listening. You're, you're like at home in this beautiful home office right now. Not the typical background that we see for comedians. No. <laughs> <laughs> It looks very balanced and together and, and sane and clean. One thing I, I was curious about, because I know this changed a lot for comics, especially this past year during this whole thing, is how do you sort of balance that? Well, get that sense of balance and normalcy. I mean, being a comedian is such, it's A, it's a bizarre thing to do for a living, but it's also such a lifestyle gig. I mean, you're out at clubs and bars every night, or you're in some small town motel on the road in some place that you never would have gone to otherwise or have ever heard of how do you balance all that with actual just normal family life and parenting and relationships because i know during the pandemic a lot of comics were sort of forced to step back after years and go oh that's right i have a family and friends and i have to figure <laughs> out who i am off stage again how do you find that balance oh i don't sleep <laughs> 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 I don't sleep very much, but yeah, I mean, I've got, um, you know, I've got a son at home. He's uh, not of age to really do much, but he can, you know, help with dishes and stuff. So, but I think I guess like juggle stuff. He's 12. And uh, so it's just, it's just busy. And I'm fortunate that I've got lots of uh, family and friends that are really supportive. So it really helps me kind of balance my life, my, you know, my day job. Cause you know, comedy, you know, is uh, it's fun, but doesn't always pay the bills. <laughs> so <laughs> you got to have a day job. And yeah, um, <laughs> yeah so uh, I don't know. I think I have to, with time, ma I, I think, yeah, I think a lot of comedians, I don't know how many comedians out there have kids, but um, I don't think there's a ton. There's a few for sure. And I think you have to have a supportive network at home to make it happen. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, and it totally, I mean, it, it it flavors your material, of course, too, right? I mean, you're taking in whatever happens in your personal life, whatever's going on in, in the world around you. Because a lot of comics during this last year really didn't know what to do. I mean, especially, you know, younger upcoming comics in those first few years where it's all just grind, 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 grind. And in a city like Vancouver or Toronto or Montreal, you're sort of running all over the place, trying to cram in as much stage time as you can. With all of that suddenly on pause, I'm sure Akeem knows this. I mean, a lot of comics were sort of like, I have no idea what to do right now. The, it, the whole cycle is just stage time every night and you sort of work it out on stage. For you, did you find that because you already sort of have this balance in your life, did you find that this sort of extra downtime and being around family and friends more flavors your material? Do you think you come out of it with something more? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I did a lot, a lot of writing during the downtime, I think. And I would try out material on friends and they're like, really? I'm like, but I got no, no way to do this. So <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> I have stuff for later. <laughs> so I did spend a lot of time, you know, writing. Actually, I got onto the home home renovation stuff too. So, you know, I like to keep busy. And so I was like, yeah, I upped my cooking game. And so there was that too. But it was definitely, you know, doing different things that you later on bring into your writing. And hopefully now that, you know, there's there are a lot of independent producers now, um, you can bring that on to uh, uh, any shows you have or any open mics you want to go to test out your material. There you go. And I mean, yeah, everybody during the pandemic became like, renovation masters and, yeah. and like Michelin star bakers and learn 12 languages and all <laughs> on the time yeah, all the time right but then a lot of comics were like I just need to go I'm gonna go to a park and yell new material at people <laughs> I don't really know what else to do uh Tally I mean one thing I mean definitely this plays into chill pill of course and you were telling us earlier before the first break about your own background and sort of what what led you to this do you think how 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 easy it is do you think to to balance comedy and a cause like comedy with a message without feeling like you're sort of preaching to people i mean one thing we were talking about a couple weeks ago on the show is that before the pandemic hit there was sort of this trend happening in comedy where everything felt like it had to have sort of a message wrapped into it and things were things were feeling a little bit ted talky almost to a point but for you this whole show is in is in a way completely rooted in your own experience and sort of what you wanted to channel do you think comedy can have a message attached to it in a way that works and is still funny and thought-provoking absolutely i think obviously you know if you have an audience they're gonna sniff out any bs you just have to be 100 percent yourself and you have to find the funny in things. And sometimes the funny in things are ugly or they they don't sound nice, but people do like to have a cause and they like to relate to things. And so for me, everything I do is from what I know and from my experience. And I think everybody can relate to that in some sort of way. I think it's totally true. I mean, well, Nancy will throw it to you. I mean, yeah, especially because you sort of have that balance where you're at home doing family life. And then at nighttime you enter into this sort of bizarro world where you go on stage and it's a completely different cast of characters. I mean, we know stand up, it's sort of like the Island of misfit toys, right? I mean, just stepping into that world. Do you think it is important? I mean, especially after the, the insane world events we're coming out of and what, how bizarre of a year and a half it's been, do you think it is important for comedy to sort of drive home some message or make some point in what you're doing? I think for every person, your type of comedy is going to be different. Um, just who I am, I'm going to talk about some things and make it funny, whether it's about equality or stuff like that. And maybe I'll do it in a way that makes people uncomfortable, but I'm not doing it because I feel an obligation to do it. I'm doing it because I have something I want to say. And like I mentioned before, you do have to be 100% yourself. And maybe some people don't have stuff like that to talk about. I mean, it is a really, it's hard to say this with all the horrible things that are going on. But as you mentioned earlier, the world really does need to laugh right now. And we do have a lot of new comedy fans. So I think it is different for everybody. I think so too. And I love that you, I mean, you know, it's one thing we sort of forget to give audiences credit for. Audiences are smart. And the first thing they can smell as soon as 
as soon as the stage lights come on, if a comic is not being themselves, if they're if they're if they're really being this sort of fake veneer and they're saying stuff that they don't believe in and saying material that really doesn't come from them, audiences could tell immediately. You know, they're always so much more savvy than we give them credit for. We sort of we sort of critique ourselves and filter ourselves without letting the live audience do it because they'll give that energy back to you immediately. Audiences always know if it's not genuine. Um, and yeah, I think it's a great double-edged sword too that's sort of happening because, you know, comics, the job of comics is to take all this stuff that's happening around you in the world and, and comment on it and sort of pull it apart and take the fear out of it or whatever. But it also could be just as important, especially right now, to just get out and laugh and sort of put that stuff on pause and forget about it because we've all been stuck in it for so long. Uh, I want to come back from the break and talk about more where we see Canadian comedy is heading. I think the goals are different for comics now. I think, I don't know. I don't think there's as much of a premium now as, you know, get JFL, get your visa, go to LA. I don't think that matters quite as much anymore, but I'll pick your brains on that. Uh, I definitely want to talk to Akeem about that as well. We're going to come back with more Chill therapy, baby, right here on Inside Jokes. I'm Mark Breslin, and I'm sorry to say you're listening to Inside Jokes. Welcome back to Chill Therapy on this Sunday night on Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, and of course, coast to coast, Canada-wide on the Global News Radio Network, including out in Vancouver. We got three friends of the show out in Vancouver right now. Tally Perry, who is, of course, the mastermind behind Chill Pill Comedy, and two of our upcoming comics on the show, Akeem Hoyt-Charles and Nancy Ho are with us. Akeem, we were talking before the break about Sort of in the middle of all this, you made the move from Montreal to Vancouver. I mean, Montreal, of course, is synonymous with comedy. A lot of the greats have rolled out of there. And of course, most people worldwide do know it for just for laughs, which thankfully did did come back this year. But you made the move out to the Vancouver scene, which we were talking about has really sort of gone through this renaissance the last couple of years. I mean, you got 604 Records cranking out albums and live shows nonstop. You have producers like Tally doing this indie stuff. It's sort of the comics running the show out there. I mean, they're building new clubs and new stages to replace what wasn't there anymore. Right. Do you think, Akeem, as a comic, especially after this past year where so much stuff went online and so much stuff stopped being regional in Canadian comedy, it just sort of went blasted out there to an audience of everyone. Do you think it matters as much anymore about where you're based as a comic? Because I think the goal was always get your papers and go to New York or L.A., right? Right. Um... Not necessarily as much as where you, it's never been about where your base is, just more about traveling. Like the job is to travel. Yeah. Like you can't sit here and think that you're going to grow as an artist, as a comic, if you stay in the same city, because most of the time, the where you make your money is touring. So, I mean, I just, I just feel like people kind of put this like idea that you need to, you need to be in certain places to succeed. That's true. You just need to spend a significant amount of time there. I made the move um, from Montreal to Vancouver because I hit a ceiling. Now, reasons why people would go to New York that uh, I think they think it's a, it's a, that's the trend that you need to do. The reason why I want to go to New York is because I can get reps in New York. That yeah. should be your mentality of where you go. 
it's where the places you'll get the most reps and you can get up on stage uh, the most time. So if you're in New York, um, like literally three weeks out of the month and you're getting up there, okay, well, this is, I'm going to live there because I know that I can get up here. As soon as that becomes stale and stagnant, you move on to the next place and then start doing the same thing. So I don't necessarily think it's ever about your base, but I think it's something that most comics should consider um, where they're at. If you want to develop quicker, like think about it, I've been doing this for four years, minus a year and a half because quarantine. Right. And I've been able to do festivals and do all types of stuff. And the fact that before I even met Tally face to face, she was hitting me up in my DMs about being on Chill Pill Comedy. She's heard about me. And that's because of the reps. Right. So just it's more about think about it. if you're going to move, don't do it because you think that this is the place you need to be. Do it because you need to get the reps. And those are the places that you need to. And I mean, and that's one thing that's never going to change in comedy is that, you know, even if yes, the infrastructure has changed, a lot of stuff is online now and the audience has changed and all and all that. But it's still, like you said, it's still so important for a comic to get outside of their comfort zone and get out on the road and get into new venues and do new formats and all that stuff. Because I mean, you know, in a city like here in Toronto, and I'm sure the same thing exists in Vancouver, we have you know, we'll have comics that they'll come up in great spaces like Comedy Bar, or Bad Dog Theater, but they only play those rooms and they only play those crowds. And yes, they're comfortable there and the audience there loves them and it's great. But as soon as you try and leave that sort of nucleus there and go out on the road, they're kind of dead in the water because they're like, well, I've mm. never done this before. I've never it's spoken to these people ever, you know? I think it's well, one thing that's interesting too. I mean, you know, going back to Tally producing this show and, and the way that Vancouver really was spearheaded by comics themselves this year, I think we're seeing this great wave of scene building that's happening now because you had a lot of working comics this past year that went, everything is on pause. All the clubs are closed. Everything's on hold. I have to do something. So now we're seeing all these great, like Austin, like I was saying earlier in the show, we had guests on from Austin, Texas. Nobody ever thought of Austin as a stand-up hub. It was always, you know... <laughs> Live music and weird festivals and barbecue. That was what people thought about in Austin. The last couple of years, all of a sudden, it's stand-up there is booming. Canadian comics are moving to Austin. Nobody would have ever thought. I think in Vancouver, a similar thing is happening, where it's just comics taking the reins themselves and building their own stuff. That's exactly what it is. And uh, and to have people like Tally putting on a show like this. And to say, like, the, for a first show, the level of production that went into this bit, like, the advertising... <laughs> This, like she's like, oh, this is going to be featured in this blog and this magazine. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Nardwar shouted out on his Twitch. It's right. like, bro, what, what are you on? <laughs> like, <laughs> what, like, what are you on? Like, it's like, I've seen people um, put on shows for years and like, like I'm talking like they put it, this is what they do for a living. And they, yeah. they put this on once a month and this was our first one. And this one blew a lot of these shows out the water. Two sold out shows in the same night. Two sold out shows and dip, and not just like half the crowd came. I think her, the only people that stayed from the first show and the second show were her family. The rest, it was all a fresh new set of people. So that's a lot. That's a lot. Like it's one thing if like half the people or two thirds of the people stayed in from the other show and you had a couple people coming in, but it's like this was a whole fresh show with a fresh lineup too. It's exactly. It's essentially like she put on, she produced two separate shows just happened to put it on the same night, which, which is what was amazing. Akeem and Nancy, I mean, you both know as comics how great it is to show up to a good show with a full crowd and all your work. A DJ, your, a yeah. full crowd. Right, a full crowd, full crowd, warm audience. So when you're a comic and you show up to that, it's like, 
life is good. You're just sort of pacing around backstage in the green room, just waiting to go up and do your thing. So when you see the flip side of that and what it takes to actually put that on and produce that, I mean, it's nerve wracking. I, I used to produce live shows all the time. I'm 22 years old and this is what I look like now. Because You're 22? No, I'm not 22. Oh, I was about to <laughs> I wasn't counting on that reaction, but even uh, our producer Vince knows. I mean, he produced a, a, a indie comedy festival in Toronto a couple summers ago here before the pandemic. I mean, it's it's nerve wracking. It's a whole other animal. It's a whole other science. And I mean, it is, a lot of it is tough. It is tough. It is tough. It really Kelly, is are tough. you very bashful when it comes to all the people giving you compliments? I, I am. I I am. But uh, in this case of producing, like I will take it because I really did bust my and like I said, I did it for everyone. And so I'm very, I have imposter syndrome. I can beat myself up, but I've now come to the point where I'm just so proud and excited. So I'll take it. Awesome. Oh, yeah. so on the first one and Nancy's on this upcoming uh, chill pill. What's, what's a tagline that you could do for every show that you put on for this? So people get a taste of what it's all about. So right now we're hearing of all the waves of COVID, but I think through COVID, we have a new era of comedy. So this is a new wave of comedy, I think. There we go. It nicely ties in with the whole West Coast thing too. But yeah, for comics, like walking into a show like that, that's like like slipping into a warm bath. It's great. (laughs) Especially, I mean, Akeem, you know, especially if you go from like the rest of your week was like rough open mics and then you have this gig that yeah. you do and it's like a great crowd and it's full it's like oh man yeah. counting down the days putting x's on my calendar <laughs> simple coming, simple yeah, coming, like, simple suffered through the mics and then hit the good show all right we're gonna come back with more chill therapy more of our sunday night panel right here on inside jokes Hi, this is Richard Lett. You're listening. Okay, I'm sorry. Hey, this is Alex Wood, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you spot hecklers in the crowd since 1967. We're talking chill pill comedy. It is chill therapy tonight with Tally Perry, Hakeem Hoy Charles, and Nancy Ho. Uh, Tally, okay, so something we were asking you during the break, Vince, our producer, was, was curious as well. What's the story behind, what is it, your Instagram handle? All right, so the Instagram handle is chicken fried boobs. Right, and okay. And the I, reason I, is? So, you know, at first, I wasn't planning on having a public account and, and putting myself out there. And I have to be honest, it was just kind of clickbait. I'm like, everybody loves chicken fried stuff. Everybody loves boobs. And it's kind of <laughs> turned, but it's turned into more. It's kind of evolved with me because what started happening was that I started worrying that having this name with the word boobs in it would be unprofessional or would cause problems. 
but it's kind of turned into, I don't like to say brill, call myself brilliant, but it's almost like brilliant marketing at this point because people remember it and they notice yeah. it. And in some cases it elicits like an emotional response. People will be like boobs. Well, that's taboo. That's naughty. But then people realize, <laughs> but is it really? Because boobs shouldn't be taboo. So that's the story. It's not very interesting, but everybody loves it. I've tried to change it and people get really mad. They write me and they say, how could you do that? People yell at me in the street. They're like, chicken fried boobs. <laughs> and it's kind of true. I mean, you know, people remember annoying radio commercials. I know that because we, I won't name names, but we certainly have a handful of them on this station that have been going on forever. I'm sure Loretta, our producer in studio, knows exactly which ones I'm talking about. Uh, but it works. People remember it. And then look at that. They follow chicken fried boobs. And then they go and there's this big professional gala show happening. So who knew? Uh, speaking of, we'll go around the panel, find out what everybody's been working on, where we can find your stuff. Tally, we'll kick it off with you. So where can people find everything for Chill Pill Comedy? So we are working on the website right now. Uh, right now, it's just going to be directed to the ticket sales. You can find us on Instagram at chillpillcomedy1 or, of course, chicken fried boobs. And we'll have, um, by the time this airs, we'll have the website ready for you guys. So you can find us on Instagram. Perfect. And Nancy Ho, out of Vancouver, where can we find your stuff online? You can find me on Instagram as well, at Nancy Ho Ha Ha. <laughs> see that's almost as good as chicken fried boobs there we go see you guys are on to something i don't know i feel like akeem might, is sitting there thinking about changing his instagram handle now i don't know thinking about it i'm thinking I'm I'm dirty bird what are you gonna change it to akeem i don't know I have prince no akeem idea. prince akeem uh, that's already taken i tried that already that's already <laughs> that's taken it's not I don't know, like shrimp fried testicles. I don't know. I'm gonna do something. Yeah. I don't testicles. That's that's <laughs> awesome. Roll but uh, I I ain't doing much. I'm in Calgary on Thursday, uh, back in Surrey on Friday, and uh, New West on Saturday. Uh, oh, for everyone listening, go on uh, go on Chill Pill Comedy itself and spam them and tell them to give up that name. If you Google the Chill Pill Comedy, what it actually is, it's yeah. just some random dude with like nine pictures. So go spam it and tell them to give it up to Tally because it makes no sense why she's chill pill comedy one. It's stupid. Give it's them dumb. the boo. So, yeah, give them the is, boo. Is Akeem on payroll, Tally? Is Akeem on payroll? No, but um, he was a very big hit with my family, especially my aunt. Shout out to auntie. We're going to have to include him very often or people will be upset. Are you nervous about the one coming up, the next chill pill coming up in October? No, no, I'm excited. I'm actually, uh, if anyone's in Montreal on Monday, I'll be at McKibben's on uh, Monday on Bishop. So hey. come check me out in Montreal. There we go. Shout out MTL. Hey. See, Canadian comedy, it's gotten, it's like a small community now. It's a, I feel like it's a more tight-knit community. Anyways, thank you again to our panel, Tally, Nancy, and Akeem out on the West Coast. Don't forget to check out Chill Pill Comedy. Two lineups, two shows, one night, man. It's, it's, I love seeing this stuff happening, uh, not just on the West Coast, but everywhere in this country from, from indie producers right now. It's great. This, if this is how we're coming out of the pandemic, comedy's in great shape. No problem. Check out Chill Pill Comedy. This has been Chill Therapy. Don't forget, you can listen to all of our episodes right back to the very beginning on Global News Online. That is our show. We'll be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi. And you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week's Comedy Rx features Tally Perry. So we just celebrated 
four years. Woo! No, 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 no. Four years, seven months, <laughs> one day, <laughs> and 18 hours. <laughs> but you're probably like, wait, I need to know exactly how many seconds that is. Hold on. <laughs> I, I, did, I did Google it. Okay, it's kind of a big number. I'm not really great with Really big numbers. Okay, let me try it. So, according to Google, we've been together okay, 140,722,411 seconds. 